I don't. I think I think you stole that too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Wrestling. Woo! I am sitting here with Corey, the talent DLG. Oh yeah! And you know me, the most electrifying man in all of Conroe Radio, fighting the madness, the Captain Joey Savage. What? You're listening to us on Condos FM 104.5, 106.1, Sister Station worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And you can check us out at NerdThugRadio.com or at Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Corey, the talent, it's been so long. It has. It's been since WrestleMania since we've been on the airwaves with wrestling. A lot has happened. <laughs> we got a lot to catch up with. We do. But before we do that, let's not forget to tell everybody in a short Two weeks, yeah. Comic Palooza will be here. Oh man, Comic Palooza will be at the Georgia Brown Convention. Yours truly, our podcast host. Even though we are FM radio mm-hmm. and the greatest in the business in Conroe, still accurate. On Sunday, May the thirteenth, twelfth, twelfth, May it's the twelfth, eleven the twelfth. On Sunday, May the twelfth, from four thirty to five thirty, we will be hosting the ever so famous wrestling panel at Comic Palooza. You'll see it in the booklet. Look it up online. Come join us. Last year, 80 packed, people? Packed house. Packed, packed house. house of people listening to the, the two nerdy fat guys talk wrestling. It was great. It, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it again. It's going to be awesome. Bang. Bang. So what's upon us? We got Becky Two Belts. Yeah. Kofi Mania is alive and well. Yeah. Seth Rollins is still rolling. The Superstar Shakeup has happened. Let's get started. Where, what's, uh, what's the high point for you right now? Um... I'm still really, really digging Becky Two Belts. You liking the Becky Two Belts? I really am. I like how they call her Becky Two Belts. <laughs> yeah. And I like how they're going to have her defend both belts at the upcoming Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, that was the big that was the big reveal this week. Do you think she's losing any steam, though? No. No. When she comes out, the whole place explodes. There's, they do. They're but singing he, her music at her while she's waiting for them to be quiet. Right, but here's the thing that, that kind of disturbed me this week okay. about Becky Two Belts. All right. I would say, she, besides Kofi Kingston, she's probably the hottest thing in professional wrestling on the WWE landscape right yeah, now. Yeah, Agree? yeah. Agree? Um, yeah. I was watching, was it, no, it wasn't SmackDown. It was Raw this week, and they didn't even sh- they didn't even televise her entire walkout. They came back from commercial break, and she's already standing out in the ring, and they're doing the, oh. Yeah, but like, I, I, I don't know if that, that was as much yeah. airtime as possible. I think, that, I think that was just a programming mistake, honestly. I, I hope so, because they, Raw she felt, needs as much as possible. Raw this week felt very unput together. SmackDown is on, lo- on lock right now, dude. SmackDown it, it, is flying. It really is. I think now with all... We'll, we'll talk Superstar Shakeup in uh, yeah, the next segment, yeah. but I think, yeah, I think you're right. They're trying to kind of get what their identity is now yeah. uh, with the, with the shakeups and stuff. I don't think we'll talk more about what happened on Superstar Shakedown and kind of some move some things around. But I, I was on this week uh, on some Twitter conversations where people okay. were, were making right. the comment. They feel like Becky's losing some of her steam. And so my, know, my comment was, you know, I think she's great, but every great hero needs a villain. So I don't know if uh, Lacey Evans on the Raw brand has really – Elevated herself to be that great because before you've got Charlotte, which everyone has an opinion on, right? Right, greatest right. female wrestler of all time, and you've got Ronda Rousey, which everyone had a huge opinion on. They wanted to see what Becky would do with them. Well, now you take one of those out of the equation, and you hadn't up until this past Tuesday brought Charlotte back. It's been kind of a okay, we're gonna fight, you know, Alicia Fox this past week. She fought, uh, 
was it Natty the week before or something like that? Yeah. Um, some whatever, and, and and they're like, oh well, she's the villain. I was like, no, 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 she's the antihero. Like, right. She's not a villain. She's by the Stone any Cold. Movie. Right. I was like, but but for her to be great, she needs. A, a rival, yeah, exactly. Same thing with Stone Cold, right? Like, he always had... There was always someone for him to feud with, right. and that was where he was best. The rattlesnake is only good if he has venom and he can bite, right? Right, and there's there's no one... So that was... Okay. First of all, do you think Lacey Evans has any business in a title match? I think Lacey Evans... Now, I'm not talking about talent, just as a character, as an arc, as what wrestling, as we know it to be... Do you think there's any logic at all to her being in a title match? This quickly. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yes and no. Oh, um, okay. Let me get your opinion first. I don't think she has any business in the title match. She hasn't done anything, right? She, she fought in she, singles. She, she won one, what, like, uh, number one contender match, I guess, against, was it Natty? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, I think part that of That was her first singles match. I think what's part of playing into it is you have this whole Sasha uh, scenario. We'll get to that later. Yeah. So that's removing one of your top female talents. Um, but there's only like... There's only like six of them. Well, what I was going to say was there's still like ten others you could... They could bring... I mean, it was the Superstar Jacob last week. They could have brought... They moved Bailey off of Raw. Raw over to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I think that they did that because they really want to elevate Lacey Evans. Now, I think... The way she talks on the mic, the way she carries herself, I think yes, she could be a formidable yeah, she's, opponent. She's a good, but I don't yeah. think she's done anything yet to buy into the audience that right. she's that worthy yet. They are they are force feeding her exactly, which I think could be a detriment to her because I do That's, think she can great. It's she's the Roman Reigns problem. She's got a great build. She does. She does match up well, but again. She didn't even do anything spectacular in NXT before they brought her up either. And she and she literally has had not much exposure. And the match to against anything. And the match against Talia wasn't like crazy. There wasn't a bunch of big spots where you're like, this chick is going for it. Well, like, that's part of it because Natalia's kind of getting old. Can't do a lot of big spots. Well, and that's fine. But if you're going to have a number one contenders match with a complete unknown, right? You've got to hype that. That needs that match needs to be big. I, I do agree with you. You mentioned Superstar Shakeup. We are going to get into it. But while we're on the subject, I do think they made some huge mistakes with the female decisions they made. Absolutely. They split Absolutely. up they split up um the Riot Squad. Yep. Um I think they're kind of they're doing some cool stuff on SmackDown. They're they're hyping up SmackDown, right? So they're going to Fox apparently. So they're trying to push that. And, and now Fox Raw, Sports wants a third hour, it sounds like too. And now Raw is is kind of lacking. I mean, who's I mean, who's even on, what females are on Raw now? Bailey's gone. Right. Um, Ruby Riot's still there, I guess, uh, with uh, Liv Morgan, because I think Sarah Logan. No, I think Sarah no, Logan. No, Sarah Logan stayed, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan went. left. So they've got yeah. those two. Uh, but we saw Alicia Fox, which that whole situation blows my mind. That match also was terrible. Like, Alicia Fox botched a whole weird roll through thing that was supposed to happen at the, at the, yeah, at the, at the ropes. And so, like, she completely. I don't know what they're trying to go for. It looks like it was supposed to be some kind of roll through when Becky rolls out of the ring. And Alicia just kind of drops her and then just yells, get out, and pushes her because she completely missed the spot. How are you going to have a wrestler show up to a house show intoxicated? Allegedly. They, like, allegedly. don't know that. Yeah. They let her wrestle. They fire the road agent, but she's still here. Right. Well, and then the other part of it, you know, if if you if if we're if we're if we're believing the full rumor, she disappeared for like a week or two. Yeah. And wasn't she did a title match? Right, that that whole thing didn't make any sense, and I actually comment on that here when it was happening. I actually said to myself, like, "What, what? is going on? A, why is Alicia Fox on TV? Exactly. Like, 
And then and then what is she doing wrestling a champ? And and like, I mean, I get that it's an easy way to put her in a match. Becky's going to win. You don't have to worry about. And they still believe that, right? They still believe, okay, if we put, like, I think Sarah Logan would have been a good fit, but if you put Sarah Logan in that quick and she loses, then everybody's like, oh, well, you know, people get that mentality that, like, so she's going to be that developmental type person. You think they wanted to just kind of showcase Becky? Yeah, they just want to put Becky on the show. They want her to win a match. They want her to do some of her stuff. They just put her in there with somebody who they everyone knows she's going to win. And it just, it, same thing they're kind of doing with Kofi on SmackDown, like, He's not going to lose his belt just yet, which is a great thing. They didn't take it away so quickly. I don't know. I don't know. Um, He could lose it. I mean, I could see them. Kevin Owens was already the Universal Champ for a while. He's great. But uh, back to the women. Do they move Asuka over to Raw? No. She's still on SmackDown. But she's now in a tag team. And here's the other part of it. They put Asuka and Kairi Sane together. So they've got Asuka, Kairi Sane, uh, Bailey's over there, Charlotte's over there. Right. I think what they did... Plus Sonya and uh, and Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose are still over there. So I think what they did was I think that they are making SmackDown essentially the women's tag show. Well, they're on both. Well, the Iconics are. But but what I think what they're trying to do. Oh, they moved Naomi over to Raw too. Yeah. Whoops. That's yeah. only because. But that's why husband. I think I think that's why they did it though. I think they did it because I think the emphasis for SmackDown is going to be essentially tag teams. You think so? Yes. They left Charlotte Flair and they moved Bailey over to SmackDown so they can have some big women's singles matches, and those two can wrestle parts of the tag teams individually and put they're on good rebuild, matches. Uh, they're but rebuilding Absolution-esque. No, no, no. That's the thing is Paige is... Well, no, I'm saying like yeah, yeah. Mandy and then uh, Sonya. Sonya are like, now they're going to you know oppose... Uh, what's the her new, name? The new tag team, yeah. Nia Jax is out with like double ACL surgery, so she's gone. Oh, um, so okay, yeah. I did, so this is what I think. I think SmackDown is going to be the women's tag show. Okay. And when Bailey shows up, there's big names on SmackDown still for her to talk to. Okay. Um. And then Raw is going to be the women's singles. But there's going to be a single title on both shows. Correct, but I don't think you're going to see Becky go to SmackDown like. It'll it'll be so like you a, think two belts loses one of the belts at at Money in the Bank. No, 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 not not this soon. Not this soon. Not this soon. But I do think she does soon. And I thought it was, I thought it was dumb to unify him. And I think it makes less sense now that they're saying she's going to defend them individually, which is cool. I, I thought the point of unifying them was so that there's one. Well, they belt. never really said they were going to unify. Them. They just said no. whoever wins gets both belts. But why put two belts on one person? It's really cool to say Becky two belts. It, it is, but I mean, like if you think about it logistically, every time there's been a person with why? two belts, they usually. You want to know why? What has UFC in the last two years? Yeah, you're right. Made you're really right. big. You're right. Two guys holding two belts they never did before in different weight classes yeah. than having to defend it. Connor oh, had two. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Yeah, I think Daniel Cormier wanted to fight for two. He had yeah. two. And so, okay, let's let's do this. Let's let's have Becky two belts, and she'll defend both of them because, I mean, she's our hottest ticket. we got a few minutes here, but let's let's run down, right? So if you look at the top – let's look at the top row. i got 30 seconds. The top six females that have been the last year, Ronda Rousey, gone. Sasha Banks, not happy, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Nia Jax, double ACL surgery, gone. That leaves you with Becky, Charlotte, and Bailey, and Asuka. That's it. Yeah, and they right? just put Asuka on a tag team. And they just put Asuka on a tag team, and they submittedly are putting uh, Ruby Riot and on Sarah Logan own? together. Or on her own. Or Liv Morgan now is on her own. So, I mean, they've got to make some decisions. I know they're gearing up to go to sm- go to Fox, so they've got to build that SmackDown brand. They've got to have enough talent over there to do three hours. Right. They've got some good people over there. 
Finn Balor's over there now. Yes. Um, and Roman Reigns, which has never really happened. So it, it's going to be interesting. Let's jump out. Let's come back. Uh, let's just talk to Shake Up when we get, get right back with it. Nerd Thug Wrestling. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Wrestling on your Friday, Conroe, or, you know, whatever day of the week is if you're listening to us on the podcast. Oh. Um, But before we jump into the WWE Superstar Shake Up, Shake, Rattle, and Roll, Mm -hmm. uh, Corey DLG, you want to talk about The Adventure Begins comics some more? That's right. They are on 1488 right there at 525. Nailed it. Uh, man, old, I'm blanking on the streets. Is it Old Magnolia? No, old no, Conroe? It's old like, 105? It's, uh, the, the street's Old Conroe Road, but they technically have like a Wood Square address or something like that. Uh, anyway, they're in that brand new shopping shop right there on Old Conroe Road. Uh, get out there. They are doing all kinds of nights. They're doing uh, crafting cosplays, Tuesday trivias. Uh, they have a lot of cool things going on. On Saturdays, they rotate either Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh!, they have a really good program there. 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. See? Suite 130. There you go. Yeah, they, uh, they're they where you want to go to get your nerd on because they've got a, a great big gaming area set with tons of board games, including demos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very well lit. Uh, lit. It's very lit. well lit. It's a lit party, but they're they also like clean. It's a great atmosphere to go into. They've got rewards programs so you can sign up for. They also have pool boxes still. I talked to Bill, the owner of the Adventure Begins. He's a wonderful guy, and I asked him the other day, I said, hey, how much longer are the pool boxes? And he said, listen, it is a limited amount of time. That special is going to expire. i got to get in there, man. We gotta, you got to get in and got to get signed up. you got to well, do it. And hopefully we should be doing some fun Friday night stuff. With them. Very, very soon. We're in the early stages, so be prepared. That's right. Get ready for an announcement. Uh, but past that, what what we're, uh, what you need to do is you need to go out there. You need to let them know that you want to be part of the community. Get a pool box. Get in there. Get games going. They've got all kinds of events. Follow, the, follow them on Facebook. They list a lot of good scheduling stuff. It's The Adventure Begins on 1488. 1488 in Magnolia, Conroe. Magnolia. It's like, it's like backside of the woodlands. It's not even. It's a Magnolia address. It's not even Magnolia. It's funny how Magnolia is another like thirty minutes down fourteen eighty. And it's funny how the woodlands is starting to like like creep up behind you. Like it's like a flanking. Well, maneuver. I told you I was in the other day, and like it's into Tomball now. <laughs> the woodlands is encompassing <laughs> Montgomery County, Tomball, and Magnolia. It's a flanking invasion. <laughs> it's like playing the game of Risk. <laughs> it really is. They, they now have ex- all of Australia. They keep expanding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the uh, superstar shakeup. Oh yeah, um, let's start with this. I I don't want to go through this boring thing of listing Look, who was there, blah, blah blah blah. Yeah, what uh, what was the most exciting shakeup news that uh, you saw, or someone that you saw flip flop that you're like, ooh, that's kind of neat. Um, honestly, it's not really a flip flop, but I think it makes for an interesting thing. Is that Biggie is out from the new day? He's not out. He's injured. He's injured, but he's out. He's out right now. Yeah, he's and injured. And so. I, th- I thought that was probably the most interesting thing because the emphasis shifts even more to Kofi. To Kofi, 
because uh, now Xavier Woods is like almost as like a ringside manager. We're gonna talk Kofi Mania in the next segment. Yeah. So I want because there's some stuff I want to dive into with this. Yeah, but that to me um, is the biggest thing about this. also that they broke up the the bar. Yeah. I'm like excited and disappointed in that because those are, those are two great individual wrestlers, but they're also a great tag the, team. The bar has been so good for both of them. I um so two things that I liked and it was moves to Raw. Um, I like that they pushed the Usos from SmackDown to Raw. It finally explains why they had him drop the titles literally two days after winning the titles. Yes, and I like that they moved AJ Styles back to Raw. Do um, you? I do because, okay, you got Kofi Mania, right? You want to see Kofi versus AJ. When you see something like that, people are going to expect they're gonna, AJ's their guy. They're going to put it back on him. And he's done so many different things with Shinsuke, with Joe that was there, with Randy Orton, with Daniel Bryan. Like, Let's get him over to Raw. And really, let's be honest, now that they move set, they have um, Roman Reigns over there, like, who's really exciting to fight Seth Rollins on Raw right now? Care less about Baron Corbin. Care less about um, Bobby Lashley. The only other guy that would be kind of neat would be, um, what's his name, Drew McIntyre. I don't know if he's just ready yet. And so they bring in a guy like AJ to go get their they're going to fight in Money in the Bank. Yes. It's yeah. a matchup we really haven't seen much, and they're going to put on an exciting match. Yeah, they will. I I feel like it all got rushed, though, and we can talk oh, about that. Oh, it's the shakeup. Shakeup rushes things. It does. But with the Usos, too, like, Raw has been lacking a, a definite quality tag team for a while. For the you know, we talk about SmackDown how bad it's been, but the tag team division on SmackDown was the Usos, that the New Day, the Bar was over there. Yeah, your yeah. tag team champions on Raw for the last like year has been the Revival, which I like, but they're not ready to be the big name. Well, and that, the and B team, yeah, Bobby Roode and Gable, right? And then they've just been having this Alistair Black and Ricochet, you know, thing thing happening. going on. Now they have a definite legit top tag team over there. I think maybe you could do Ricochet. I think you should. Oh, man, I don't know, but they're new too. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like they've yeah, got yeah, a legit yeah. tag. They, yeah. they can legitimize those titles now. The, t- the champions are Zack Ryder and Kurt this? Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins right now. But uh, they have been yeah. going through a who's who of B listers and C listers for their tag titles. They really over have. last year. They really have. And, and the revival getting the belts didn't make any sense because the revival got beat by Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Well, they got beat by the, the Lucha House Party for like nine weeks in a row. Well, but so when Chad Gable and Bobby Roode had the belts. How glorious is that mustache? It's great. The Revival had four matches in a row that they lost. Yeah, and then they won it. And then they won it. at well, That was at WrestleMania that they won it, right? No, they won it before WrestleMania. It was right they before. They lost it at WrestleMania. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have a legit tag team over there now, uh, so I think that's kind of cool. You always see the flip-flop of the titles. So you've got Samoa Joe in the U.S. title going to Raw, Finn Balor coming to SmackDown. A little something different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still don't understand why they're pushing Rey Mysterio. Like, he got squashed in, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> And then he was in, a, like, a potential number one contender match on Raw. Okay, so explain this to me. Yes. So SmackDown, they move basically the top four guys from SmackDown over to Raw. So we're going to say AJ, Joe, The Miz, and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I mean, listen, those th- those four guys have been in variations of the main events of SmackDown yeah. events for the last four months. Agree. So they take the top four guys from SmackDown, put them on Raw. And then immediately they do two triple threats and four and all four of them are in it. Are in it. Yeah. How does that make so essentially they're saying there was no one on Raw worthy of the title? Not besides Corbin and uh McIntyre, no. And and, and they're honest. I mean who, who else? I could see you know, uh Ricochet or Aleister Black, that'd be great. But yeah, but they're but still they've been doing the tag they've been doing right. tag matches as a But long. I mean that's yeah. what it is, you know. That's you've got your top eight, nine, ten guys, no matter what show they're on, they're gonna be the top guys. 
until someone elevates himself, like Kofi has done. We'll but what about, about you know? Kofi but here's okay. So they brought back Sami Zayn. They brought him out like the week before. Yeah, he's doing this whole like. But if they're gonna bring him out and bring him back, Kevin Owens when he came back, he immediately had a title shot. Remember, they skipped Kofi to do Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan. Kofi, Kevin Owens is so great. But Sami Zayn's the same boat, the they, exact same boat. They brought him back, and then. He could at least be the first rivalry for Seth Rollins. It's like, hey, this guy wrestled for a whole year on Raw and was great, and then he like he had some good stories, and then now here he is. Like, if they did it for Kevin, I'm not sure I understand why they didn't do it for They've Sammy. They've always been higher on Kevin Owens than they have been on Sami Zayn. Until Sammy partnered up with Kevin with that whole Shane McMahon yeah, thing, yeah. he hadn't really been... I think he's a great wrestler, and I think he's great on the mic. But I they, do, too. I think he's amazing on the mic. I think he's probably one of the better mic guys. But they never they never pushed him. They just they really didn't. didn't. They didn't, and they still kind of aren't. And you know um, what's funny is everyone loves him even as he's doing these heel turns. Yeah. He's getting massive cheers even as he's like talking mad stuff to the crowd. In Montreal to his home crowd. And they were they were, they sang a song for like six minutes. They replayed his music over and over making And then he dance. started like talking trash to him. And even then. Like, they, they were cheering him. They were cheering him. And they he's, loved I him. think finally he was like, I got to go. Yeah. Like, this isn't this working, is working, guys. Like, who decided to make me heel turn in my own town? Well, um, yeah. The one thing I didn't like about the shakeup, and we've talked about this, the way they've treated the women, they've split tag teams up, which you just created a tag team division. Well, and you, Why are you splitting them up? And you love stables, and they were I the do. only female stable. They were. Why are we doing that? Right. Um, I don't like how they changed. This is the only thing I don't get with the, the, the War Raiders. They're the NXT tag team champions. They've now called them up to the main roster and now have changed their name two times. Yeah, well, the, the Viking Vi- experience, which is now, a terrible name, and now the Viking uh, Raiders, yeah. I guess, yeah, something like that. But like, just leave them, and now they're Ivan and Eric. Just leave it the way it was, Vince. But that, well, that's uh, I don't know. They didn't change Ricochet's name. They didn't change Alistair Black's name. No, and they All usually they don't. The, I don't know why they went to the Viking Experience, but when they walked out and were called the Viking Experience, everyone was like, "What? That's like a ride at Epcot Center." Yeah, like that's not a like that's not that's not an exciting no. Like, what but you, like you've got the tag team champions now on the Raw roster, but they're still NXT tag team champions. So they're doing double duty for the next month and a half. I don't know. They literally purged the top roster of all of NXT to between the two shows. Like you watched NXT this last uh, Wednesday night. The main event had Johnny Gargano and um, Roddy, Roddy Strong. They had mm-hmm. the new, uh, undisputed era. Those like the only top guys left. Everything else. Was guys who've not been on TV or they've been trying to push. Now they're trying to push them up again. I don't know if they're going to stick, but they literally raided the entire talent of NXT and called them up. So it seems pretty obvious that Vince is just not happy with his rosters. He's not. What he needs to do is just go away for a while. The XFL comes out next year. Apparently he's taking time off to deal a lot with that. He's been selling shares. Literally... I think he's just trying to get them, you know, primed to get into that Fox schedule. Yeah. Make sure he doesn't lose anybody else to All Elite Wrestling. And then he just needs to go and let everybody else handle it. Um, Brian James. Is that, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, the Road Dog. Yeah, Billy yeah, Gunn. yeah. Not Billy Gunn. The Road Dog, Jesse James. Yeah. Uh, he has been the lead writer on SmackDown for the last year. He's been doing great. Then. Step down. Uh-oh. He is no longer the lead writer on SmackDown. And the big part of it is he was so tired of all the late night. He'd write all the script. They'd be on conference calls, and then Vince would change everything the day of. So finally, he's like, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I've been yeah. doing it this long. Like, what's the point, right? If if And here's the thing, as we're close <coughs> to it. SmackDown was successful. It was. It was doing so well. Shane had done a good job, and I don't know if that's how it's really going on behind the scenes, but on, on screen, he was, quote-unquote, running SmackDown, 
and they had they had done a great job growing it. Really, the biggest complaint was that Shane was on it so much. That was the, that was the worst thing about SmackDown, right? And and I don't like that SmackDown became like wrestling retirement home. It was all it was all the old wrestlers at that point, but it, it still did a great job. It was with still it. doing a much better program with two hours. With two hours, they were doing better than the Raw three was Raw. three hour with everybody. That's because they had their champ on TV. You know, yeah, God, that was, <laughs> why, why, why did they go three years, two years? I think two years because was it a. Uh, this last year at WrestleMania, it was Goldberg and and Lesnar, right? And then the year Les- bef- and then was, the year before it was, was Lesnar and, and Reigns, right? Right, yeah. I think they've had him Lesner. with the title the last three WrestleManias. I, I, you know, I, I don't know, but yeah, it's. I think the shakeup was good. Um, did a lot of good things. Those are the only two gripes that I have with the uh, way that they did the women and then the name change. Other than that, I think it's going to bring fresh faces. Time will tell. SmackDown has been kicking butt since. Uh, so we'll have to check in next week and see what happens. Let's jump out to a break. When we come back, let's talk more about Kofi Mania in the future. You're listening to Nerd Thug Wrestling. RNA Sports at 3501 North Frazier has sports collectibles and memorabilia for wrestling, pop culture, and sports. Interested parties should definitely check out their Facebook page where they hold auctions and hang out all the time doing fun events and placing items up for people to see. They also sell sporting gear, sporting gear and sporting memorabilia. So interested people should go to RNA Sports at 3501 North Fraser in Conroe. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Wrestling. Oh, yeah. I'm here with Corey the Talent DLG, and That's you right. know me, the most electrifying man in Conroe Radio, the Captain Joey Savage. Woo. Listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You can catch us at Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio or NerdThugRadio.com. Corey, before I talk about my friend Rich over at RNA Sports, pimp that Patreon real quick. That's right. Get on Patreon.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. We got a t-shirt of the month club. We also have our secret shows where we do extended interviews with some of our guests. And then we also are scheduling a Discord chat and a newsletter. You really need to be going to patreon.com backslash nerdthugradio and checking out the T-shirt of the month club. Can we talk about my boy Rich over at RNA Sports located in Conroe at? 3501 North Fraser. He is the king of sports memorabilia in Conroe, Texas. Absolutely. If you're looking for anything sports memorabilia related or if you're just looking for up-to-date um, Astros gear, Cowboys gear, Rockets gear, Texans gear. Uh, he's got all that stuff too. Uh, he's just now getting into like softball equipment, so he's got a lot of uh, you know that kind of stuff: baseball bats, gloves, and all that. Helmets, good stuff like that. Uh, follow him on the Facebook because he does auctions and raffles. He is super active on that page. He really his Facebook is awesome. Super active. I'm just gonna keep saying super. Is it like like chicken noodle? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Rich is a longtime friend of the show. He does so many great things for Nerd Thug Wrestling, Nerd Thug Radio, and Nerd Thug Sports. Of course. Um, make sure you go to his Facebook page, RNA Sports Worldwide. We also tag it on every show we put there. Go see my boy Rich. If you mention Nerd Thug Radio, he may give you something for free, or he may give you twenty percent off. You never know with that guy. He's never always know. in a good mood. Crazy Rich, you do good deals. You do good deals. Yeah. Kofi Mania. Kofi. I, Kofi. I didn't think it was ever going to work. I didn't think it was ever actually going to happen. I thought they were doing, you know how they like hyped Roman Reigns for like a year and just had Brock Lesnar keep beating him? Yeah. Until the fans were finally like, please give Roman Reigns the belt. Yes. I kind of felt like it was the same thing. But that's not what happened. It's really not. He, it's not. Um, he took the belt. 
So here's the beauty of the way wrestling works in this episodic um, scenario. Okay, okay, go on. I like what you're doing. Uh, we talk about this, talked about this. I love the job you're laying down. Three months ago. Okay. It was supposed to be Mustafa Ali taking, like, I don't know if he would have taken the Kofi run. I don't think he so would have been. He was supposed to do the gauntlet he match. He was supposed to be in that gauntlet match and then subsequently be in the uh, Elimination Chamber instead of Kofi. He gets hurt at a house show. Hey, we do weekly shows. We don't have time to like play anything else. We got we got to go. Right. Uh, this I mean this is live action wrestling. Roll roll so, roll. Hey, Kofi, next guy up. Yeah. Takes his shot, runs with it, and is amazing. Blows up, turns turns into this Kofi mania stuff, which you know no one anticipated. Right. Right. Um, wins the belt, and then a hundred percent part of me thought this was going to be the Zack Ryder episode from a few WrestleManias ago where he wins the belt and then drops it the, and next, drops it the next night. Yeah. I wholeheartedly expected Kofi to walk into SmackDown. Actually, I whole, the SmackDown loses to uh, Daniel Bryan. And then when they did the whole like, oh, I'm going to fight Seth Rollins and we're going to unify the belts or something. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, they're going to stuff Kofi. They didn't. And if you come to find out, Daniel Bryan got hurt at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's... He has been out. Had Daniel Bryan not get hurt, they no one says what it is. Some are leaning it might be another concussion for him because <laughs> he's concussion prone. He is. But had he, Daniel Bryan not get hurt, what you're seeing now would not be happening. So you you think during the it's match, it's all a matter of of circumstance. Do you think some? So you think there was an audible called during WrestleMania? I don't think during WrestleMania. I think po, I think WrestleMania it was supposed to happen. Kofi was going to win. Give him the big send off. That's what people want to see. It made WrestleMania huge, right? It did. It did. I I anticipated that happening, but I anticipated him losing the belt in the next two days. When they threw the Seth Rollins thing out there, I was like, "Oh, it's happening a day earlier." Right. That didn't happen. It's okay. Well, it's going to happen the next night. But we haven't seen but Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah, exactly. Big E's been injured. All because of circumstance. Here we are, like two or three weeks from WrestleMania. The belt is still on him, and now he's setting up for a program with with uh with Kevin Owens. It looks like great. Which great is great heel turn, by the way. You know they they're they're just they're running with it. Like okay, Kofi's still hot. Like this yeah. is what I love about um, the way they do the wrestling when it's weekly and they have to think on the fly. And this is where they really hit the mark. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I always badmouth NXT because they record four weeks at a time. If something happens in that four weeks, then you're kind of screwed, right? You can't really steal the, the whole, magic uh, of it. The Tomasa Chapa thing with his with his neck, right? Uh, and so with this. All because of circumstance, we have Kofi Kingston as the WWE champion. He's still going strong, still has the belt, still the hottest ticket on SmackDown. Right. He's kind of the only ticket on SmackDown right now. Right. Well, I mean, they moved people over. Do you think, like, but here's the problem with Kofi. Can you conceivably see, like, a Kofi Roman Reigns rivalry? Yeah. You For could, sure, I don't know. At some point, yeah, I don't. I know. At some point, I think they run it, but I don't think the match is going to be. I don't think that's an. All, I don't think that's a very good match. No, I think it will because we've had great Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins matches in the past. Kofi and Seth Rollins mm. kind of can do the same thing. Listen, Roman Reigns is no slouch in the ring. No, no, he's he's got people how, don't like his. I like him in the ring. People don't like how they f- he was force fed. Yeah, but one thing I I've, I've not always, not always been a big fan of Roman Reigns. No, you really have. But the one thing I will say, the dude works hard and he can do some stuff for a big man. No, he so can. it's not inconceivable to see them two going at it in a good quality matches. Uh, I don't know, but I like that they haven't done it too soon. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, okay, Roman Reigns is over here. Oh, now we're just going to put him against Kofi, and we're going to put them in the spotlight. Roman's going to take the belt. No, they're taking a different approach with Reigns, which, again, it's on SmackDown. They're having him go with Elias. 
I do like that because I think Elias needs that elevation. Yeah. Because the bit that they did with Elias for the last two years has been great, but the thing that I've really thought about Elias, and I've said this to you before, that dude is jacked. He is, he is jacked. A, he is a big guy. He's, he's strong. At, he's, and athletic. He can do, he's athletic. He's great on the mic. Yes. And so, yeah, so now you've got, instead of just taking Roman Reigns and elevating him to the top with Kofi, and then that ends quickly, and you've got all these you know, middle feeders and bottom feeders. Right. You're taking Roman Reigns and you're doing the John Cena with Roman Reigns. When John Cena got past his, they would use John Cena because how great he was to To help elevate other people. people. Now Roman Reigns is going to help elevate Elias. You're going to get Kofi and Kevin Owens in title matches, which five years ago, two months ago, no one ever thought would happen. Right. It's something different for the fans. And the thing of it is with Kevin Owens and Kofi, as long as they both stay healthy, you can run a multi-show program. Like they can, this rivalry can run through two or three shows. It could go through Money in the Bank, um, for sure. For sure, through Money, in Money the in the Bank, something can happen. Big E can come back. Kevin Owens can find his own lackeys if he wants to to, to fight it. But like him, Kevin Owens is a funny guy. He is, but he he's is. also a brutally. He's a brutal dude in the ring. Brutal dude. He, and it's, so it's seeing him in like interact in that Big E role, and everyone's kind of like, oh, he's like taking the Big E role. Like it's funny, but like you know, and I. And I he put his I own even, little spin on it, the well, pancakes. I, and, I even thought before the the, the heel turn that uh, that uh, I was like, oh, they're just they need someone to fill in that third role, and so yeah. Kevin Owens can do anything. Yeah, and I thought it was gonna be like a week or two, but it sounds like Biggie's gonna be away a little bit. And then he just super kicks the crap out of him, and it's like, holy crud, this is perfect. And you just see that like stare on his face, he, and so now what they're doing with it, Kofi Mania is already here. And now because you have somebody who has turned on Kofi Mania that's not Daniel Bryan, it's somebody different. Yes. That's what's going to elevate Kofi It is and, in, and, in, in the ring. And Kevin Owens is the right guy for that, for sure. Uh, I definitely think that they're – let me ask you this, though. So we're sure. talking about Mustafa Ali. And all elite wrestling now kind of changes things and puts a little bit of pressure on everything. Yes. Do you think Vince steps down – the number of shows and appearances that some of these people put in and do. You know, I before I would have said no, but now that I see the talent that they've raided from NXT and the talent that they... Kind of how desperate they are. The talent they've even taken from 205 Live, if you think about it. Buddy Murphy was their champion. He's coming to SmackDown. Cedric right. Alexander was one of their big guys on 205. They're moving him to Raw. Right. So I think the more talent you add to those rosters, the more... You don't have to have your top seven guys wrestling six nights a week. Right. They can wrestle the live show and then like a weekend show. Instead of having to go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they go Tuesday, Saturday. It goes back to that that WCW model where it would be like Diamond Dallas Page versus some rando NWO guy. Right. And if you if you the reason I say this is if you remember the Monday Night Wars, one of the one of the big comments that all the old guys who went from WWE to WCW made was Turner was only asking them for like a third or a fourth of the yeah, dates right. and was offering more money. So and Vince McMahon, if he pays you a million dollars, he expects you to show up if you're not Brock Lesnar. Right. You're, you're, you're going to show up well, the thing 110, 200 times. The other thing that's great too is that they're starting to travel more with NXT. So the more you build the roster and now NXT is traveling more and you've got more guys on Raw and SmackDown, you don't have to have the same guy like Dean Ambrose wrestling 200 and yeah, three hundred fifteen nights out of the week. Right, he said he said year, I mean. uh, he was the leading match guy two years ago, and I think it was two hundred and ten or two twenty something is the number I read. That's too many. 
Yeah, and so you know when people say, "Oh, the, the roster's overcrowded," the roster's overcrowded. Look, you want to see the same ten or eleven guys on TV, but I've always said you need those guys for the traveling shows because they do the WWE lives. So whenever Raw is on, when SmackDown's on Tuesday, there's typically a WWE live Monday night. Right. It's not televised. You need somebody to fill those shows because they're not as expensive as the live shows, but people are the 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 SmackDown and Raw shows. But it still gives them opportunity to make money and people to go see events, right? And you want to see events. But do, I, I know it's not like you, you know when we talk sports like baseball. They're like baseball owners will never agree to do less games, even though baseball should do less games. They won't because of the ticket sales and because of the they money. Make so much money. Do you think Vince McMahon could conceivably maybe schedule less house shows? Oh yeah, I think he definitely could do less house shows. I mean, could but do you think he? No. Yeah. Right. Right. He will not do less house shows now when he. Steps away here in about a year, and things change on the on the. Uh, oh, I don't think, but I don't think they can at that point because th- Vince is probably the only person in WWE who could tell the shareholders, "I know what I'm doing." Right. Anyone else, the shareholders are going to be the people in charge. They could reduce the house shows, um, and I think that's the one thing that makes all elite wrestling more so appealing, great, way more appealing. Even Ring of Honor and stuff is because the uh, exclusivity is that the right word? Did I say yeah, that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's less. You don't get it five nights a week. Right. You want to go see Ring of Honor? Hey, guess what? They're only going to be on once a month on Wednesdays. Right. You want to see All Elite Wrestling? They're doing one pay-per-view. It's in like four weeks. Right. Their next one's like two months away. Now they're going to have a TV deal. And when they get the TV but deal. But the TV deal is going to be one night a week. Exactly. Exactly. But also, as those things, if you want to grow those things away from, let's go to let's go to Impact, right? Right. Our, our WCW. If you want to grow it away from being in a studio in Florida and you want to take it on WWE level, you have to get out of the small towns, I mean the, the one town place. you got to travel. Yeah. Do you think all I don't is all going to travel? I don't know. I haven't heard. I don't know anything about that. They yet. haven't released any dates or anything. Nothing yet, except yeah. for the two events. Let's jump out to break. When we come back, we'll wrap up this edition of Nerd Thug Wrestling. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations: one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children. And senior citizens and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Before we uh, close out this awesome episode, let's talk about my friend the Nerd Ninja over at Cox ATA Martial Arts. Yeah. He's got two convenient locations here in the uh, Montgomery County area. There's one in Conroe on the North Loop. There's one also in Magnolia just down the street from The Adventure Begins. You That's can, right. Two birds, one stone. Oh. One stone, two birds, whichever one you want to do. Yeah, that works for me. Um, go see him. If you mention Nerd Thug Radio, they're going to give you two free weeks of training. Uh, they teach self-defense, they teach Tai Chi, they teach you how to use cool weapons, they do uh, life skills, uh, they teach you how to be self-motivated, they teach you self-esteem. They're going to make you feel better about yourself while you're getting physically fit and becoming a walking weapon. <laughs> okay, I That's like that. That's not about right. Like, no, yeah, yeah. I like that. A walking, <laughs> a walking, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know where you were going with walking. Weapon. <laughs> Se- I do like it. The season for ATA is, is about to close out, actually, uh, as we speak. This is the last tournament weekend, so good luck to all those competitors. But then it, it, ha- it starts up again pretty quick. Well, huh? it's going to go to the district championships are uh, next month, 
Then the World Championship is going to be in July, and then we'll be starting it all over again. Yeah. Uh, so good luck to all those high-level competitors from Cox ATA. Nerd Thug Radio wishes you the best of luck. Absolutely. Get up there and win some more medals for me. Um, so we talked about all elite wrestling as we're going out. Yes, we did. Um, you, you made an interesting point. You said, do you think they will travel? So let, let's get your point. Do you think, so all elite wrestling right now, they've got this event, uh, double or nothing that's coming on Vegas here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got, uh, some kind of thing in Jacksonville where they are doing something for like the military or something like that coming up. Like uh, a USO show? Yeah, like in June. I think they have one more, and then supposedly by the end of the year, they're going to have a TV deal. Yeah, and it sounds it sounds like they're going to come bring wrestling back to TNT I think is so. what it looks I, I like. I think so. And so my thing has been, the reason WWE has been so big and has grown so much is because they got out of recording the same spot, and they did the house shows, which now we're saying they should be less, but... They're bringing wrestling to everyone. Well, not all just the house shows. Over. They also they also put the big shows on tour. Right. Raw travels the whole time, and so does SmackDown. And I also think that's why when they divided the brands, they did a roster split so that these shows could. They used to book them on opposite ends of the country. Yeah. Um. So I, <laughs> this, for for a couple of years, I thought it would be really great to work for the circus. Okay. Yeah. That'd when, be good. When I worked at uh, when I worked at CarMax, I sold a car one time to a guy who was literally taking a job with the circus. His family was basically liquidating everything because the circus provides everything. Nice travel, family, the whole thing. There's like a babysitter who works for the circus to help with your family needs and all that. So as he's explaining it, essentially the circus takes care of everything. Plus you get paid. Right. He said they pay you a lot less, but they're providing everything, everything else for you. And so I was like, that's kind of interesting. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I, I then said, well, well how, do they, how does it work? And he said, the circus you know, Barnum & Bailey, they have two different tours. They have right. an A tour and a B tour, and they essentially are always on opposite ends of the country traveling. So you see the circus basically every six months, but it's a different circus. Right. But it's the same program and blah, blah, blah. And that's what SmackDown and Raw was doing initially. Uh, for the big pay-per-views, they hang out there. So, like, for WrestleMania, they were out there in uh, New, York. New York for the whole Two weekend. Weeks. Yeah, like the whole week before, the weekend of, the weekend. Raw, SmackDown, and then they finally left after SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, and so, for their big events now, they hang out in that area for a long time to get the draw and the stuff. Yeah, but for then, sure. But then Raw runs through, like, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, and then SmackDown will run through, like, three months later. Well, Raw will run like Dallas, San Antonio, and then SmackDown will run like Albuquerque, Corpus Christi, and yeah. like Shreveport or something. Yeah, and so that way they're touching all the different things, and I think that that is I – think, I think you're right. I think that that is what helped grow WWE. And I, and I could be wrong, and I think part of that is the fact that in the past, I think WWE arranged travel for these guys, and now I think it's all up on them. Um, so they, they can fly two places or they can drive and they're, they're doing all kinds of stuff. Like I, I still don't understand the travel aspect. So let me ask you, I know they do their own travel. Like for instance, Braun Strowman, okay. Uh Was in on raw this past Monday on Wednesday night at the Astros baseball game. He threw out the first pitch. He put a thing up on his social media, like on Tuesday or Wednesday, like, well, good thing about sleeping in for my flight today is I got to eat this like free buffet and then get this jacked up workout. Like they mm-hmm. travel on their own. Like they're not, you know, it's not like all right, all right, raw guys, we're the airport. Yeah, you know, matches over, airports here, and then we're flying out. Like right, hey, well, you got to be that, here and here. Part of that I know WWE ha- is like, okay, let's let's transition this conversation just a little bit, sure, because we never really talked about this. John Oliver did a whole bit on WWE right before WrestleMania. 
uh, on uh, last week tonight where he explained how the wrestlers are technically contract employees who aren't they're like con- they're not employees of the company they are totally uh, responsible for basically everything on their own and they just get paid to show up and, and wrestle right. um how much do you think th- I know that's always been the way but all of the wrestling is completely going a different avenue they are which model do you think makes more sense? I think it's too early to tell. And the only reason I say this... Well, I'm not trying to base it on success or failure. Just which, which one, model? Yeah. Which I don't know because the WWE model has worked. Hello, they've been in business but forever. But, but don't you think it kind of works because it's not really the... I mean, it's, it's just completely in favor of the WWE... Yeah, no, it's in favor for them. Yeah. But they're the biggest guy. People want to get there. Did, people that's, make like, good... People didn't have... Good choice. So, like, when Cody Rhodes left, the reason he left is because he's like, well, listen, if I'm going to be my own guy, yeah, I like, might as well completely be my own guy and run my own business as my own self. And that, that totally paid off for him. And it's amazing how over the course of our three-year program, I've come around to his side of it less less because of listen, his talent, more because of just the business and the numbers and the finances of it have made so much sense for him. Well, I mean, in the very beginning, you know, you the difference is you've always been a big pro WWE guy. This yeah, is the top yeah, of the yeah. game. This is where you want to be. It's like being in the NFL it's, to me. Yeah, this is where you want to be. And so you know, even if you're the mid level card guy um, on WWE, it's better than being the top guy in Ring of Honor. That's always been your take, which right. is not a bad look at it. A lot of wrestlers people think that, and that's why the WWE is successful and has so many because those guys would rather be the mid-card at WWE than somewhere else. Right. So it was hard for you to fathom that Cody Rhodes was going to go do his own thing and be successful, and it has been, but you're right. It hasn't turned out that way for everybody. Right. But I think for him specifically, I just I had a feeling, you know, and I hadn't had a feeling about anybody else. But you're right. You know, I think the WWE model works. You know, it's they are contract employees, uh, but they are under contract, so they can't just leave. They have Right. They can't wrestle anywhere else. They can't wrestle anywhere else. They can't do what they want to do. So it almost feels like the WWE should be, and because they control their media, like Braun Strowman probably, that whole travel. But they don't control their media anymore. Well, but they do. Like, they don't let them do the interviews and stuff, because even. But, even, like, their, um, own social, their own social media. No, 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 no. They let them do their own social media. Yeah. But, like, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. He does ESPN, but he also does. He's big on wrestling. He's in, a, he's in New York on the rap radio station. He's the little white kid, the the white guy, and he's heavy in WWE. Yeah. Like he knows all the wrestlers. I've heard him on the show be like, "I have Sasha Banks' number. I can call her right now." Boom, done. But she can't come on the radio without WWE's yeah, permission. That all still has to be approved to me, right? Like that, so if they control all that kind of media, I bet they pay for like their travel. So like Braun Strowman throwing out the first pitch, WWE probably paid yeah, for his I'm, hotel. I'm and sure all whenever that. they say, "Hey, we're gonna book you for like Charlotte. We're gonna book you for Good Morning America." Or maybe we're they booking, voucher it. We're booking know. you. We're booking you for this. We're booking you for that. I'm sure they make extra for doing that kind of stuff. Right. I'm sure the travel does that. Now on a normal basis, like hey, this week you've got to be in Dallas on Monday. Wednesday you need to be in Oklahoma City, and by Friday you need to be you know in Nebraska. Right. Uh, Figure it out. That is probably on their own. Right. And that's why a lot and of they them write car- it off. They carpool together. Yeah, it's an expense. Exactly. It's a write off for them. But yeah, that's why a lot of them carpool and split the expenses and blah blah blah. And that's why these that's why the WWE show has come up where the carpool almost karaoke yeah. thing. And I bet for those WWE pays them for their travel time, but for the most part, they're all on their own and that's where I kind of come around on the business side of it where it's like it just makes more sense. I think the idea for all elite wrestling, I think it's going to be appealing to the wrestlers. Yes, very much so. But I but I wonder if that extra cost is going to hurt them in the end. Somehow, like it could. like maybe there's something they're not able to do because of the extra cost. Like they just put... Maybe they don't do as much pyro. I don't know. 
Who needs pyro? I mean, it's fun. I, it is fun. I, I hate saying the word like so much. But the Viking experience, the Viking Raiders, the War Raiders, uh, they just put a, a post up on social media. They're flying to their next show, and they're making fun of the um, not uh, not a uh, I don't even know which I don't know who's Ivan and Eric anymore, <laughs> but not the uh, not Roe, the oh. one that's that's married to Sarah Logan, okay. the other guy. Um, he got stuck in a middle seat. And so they're <laughs> taking a picture, and it's like it's like uh, it's it's Roe and Sarah Logan, and then behind them the big dude's like uh, stuck in the middle seat next to like a No Way Jose, like <laughs> middle seat flying. So, I mean, you know WWE's travel didn't plan that. They they booked their own plight. How dumb is that? These guys are all like they're all flying together. Like, like you gotta. So in the NBA, each team has its own private jet so that everyone gets together and so that yeah. the, so that the team can control the schedule of the players and so that the team can Not like clear. as much control as WWE wants. And they has. still let them have a little bit of their own stuff. But what? But why? Because they're like, all working out on their own in places. But they can't go. Like they can't earn anywhere else. It doesn't make any sense. One good thing they do do is they do keep couples together. Yeah. Well, yeah, somewhat. No, they do. Like if they're married, yes. for the most part, the same yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. here's an interesting thing. As we get out of here, as we're getting ready to close this You're talking about the Dean Ambrose? No, I'm not talking oh, about okay. Dean Ambrose. Oh. So it just came out about a month and a half ago that Charlotte and Andrade were a couple now. They moved Andrade Sionimus, just Andrade now, to Raw because his manager is married to Aleister Black, who's on Raw. So they moved them to Raw, and then and then <laughs> they had to do Charlotte a favor, and they just moved him back, I guess, by himself to SmackDown so that they could be together. So, like, all kinds huh. of weird stuff going on. So I got to see what's happening. Like, are they going to now, you know what, let's just move Aleister Black over to SmackDown, too. That way they're all together. Uh, God, I feel like I feel like Aleister Black cut a, a solo promo. On SmackDown? I think it was I SmackDown. SmackDown this week. So they okay. all, all that happened because Charlotte. But you know, because Charlotte. But that's because that's. But that's also the size of her stars were getting out. Because if you remember when Paige was dating, um, I can't remember who. Oh boy, for, uh, tons of them. Which one? The 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 uh, the Mexican star who. Oh, uh, Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when she was dating Alberto Del Rio, the WWE had some issue with that, and like split them up. Yeah. Well, they were dating. They weren't married. But Charlotte's dating. But but it's Charlotte. Right. And I think that's the thing is Paige was not as big as Charlotte, even though Paige was the champ at the time, I believe. Right. But she hadn't transcended the world of wrestling like right. Charlotte has. Right. Well that's gonna do it for this episode of Nerd Thug Wrestling. I hope you stayed along the uh, Nerd Thug Wrestling train and caught up on the superstar shakeup. Very WWE heavy this week, but hey, that's all right. Yeah. But don't forget you're gonna catch the podcast and drop it six oh one if you missed it. For the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG, same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. Make sure to check out the Patreon page. <laughs>